Hari test we're up to Ice Vav. We're not going to do a full review, but we're going to remind ourselves for some of the concepts that will help us going forward into the next paragraph. We explained that the world was created with Lashon HaKodesh. Uh, we explained what Lashon HaKodesh is, both in terms of uh, Lashon HaKodesh, Hebrew itself, which is made up of the icy ice and the Aleph Bays. We'll speak a little bit more about the Aleph Bays. And Lashon HaKodesh is Taloi in Tikkun Abris. Uh, these two things go together. We actually went back and discussed some of these ideas in the context of Chava and the Isha, Lashon Neifla Lashon, uh, the idea of Lashon HaKodesh coming up in the very story of uh, of Bereshis. Opposite the Nachash, opposite Lashon HaKodesh and Tikkun Abris is the, 70 la- the other 70 languages, the Ra HaKodesh, what encompasses, if you take all of the Ra together that comes up in each one of the 70 separately, the Ra Kailal is Taivas Neof the Yitzhahara in the sexual realm. When a person has a shlemus in Lashna Kaidesh, they perfect Lashna Kaidesh. And again, I know it sounds a little bit abstract, but it's uh, many of the ideas that we've been talking about. So then it'll be, you know, like climbing a glass mountain when there's, when there's no place. When you want two things to stick together, there needs to be an attachment point. If there's no foothold, then you can't, then there's no traction. If you want, uh, you know, two pieces, you want to glue two things together, what you'll do is you'll, uh, you might sand it, you might make the edge, uh, you might make the edge rough in order that there's going to be something abrasive, something where the the glue can stick. So in order for the taiva for Niaf to have any sort of a shlita in something, then there has to be some element of Lashon HaKadosh that has not reached Shlemus. When a person does reach Shlemus, so then they will be protected, as it were, from these negative elements. Now, the marketplace, I'm mean, going to use that term loosely, where there can be like an exchange where the negative forces are able to be yoinik, where there is an attachment point, and they're able to affect and come at the Lashon uh, the forces of Kedusha, is going to be called Klipas Noiga. Uh, some of these languages are, uh, you know, it's hard language. We're coming off of the the Maisim Merkava, the Pesukim in Yechazkel, that there were three there were three Klipas, but the immediate Klipa over the Kedusha was called Klipas Noiga, and this is like if we were to refer to Kedusha as light, and we refer to Klipa as being totally solid barriers, we refer to Klipas Noiga, I heard Ravon Lopiansky one time use this term, uh, in, a, in a certain context, it would be like translucent. In other words, on one hand, you could you, you could uh, it could become part of the light. The light would shine through it, then it would elevate it. And the way to do that is actually by making birun, by making clarifications. We discussed, I think, in Torah 17, the idea of eating and the idea of the mizbeach. What happens when a person eats and they they get they transform, they take the energy, the nutrients out of the foods, so that the food itself, the positive elements of the food are incorporated into the body, and uh, and it becomes something productive, and the waste is separated. So once you have these birurim, so now there's no more full package, right? At that point, there's a separation. The good parts become good, and the bad part, the bad parts fall away. So when klipa, when a person takes klipas noiga, which is the the idea of things that would seem to be otherwise neutral, but a person eats for avoda, they have t- the, the the husband-wife relationship is for 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 avoda. That becomes really an element of kedusha. So then, there is no there's no attachment point for the Ra to get at the Kedusha, whereas if a person takes these ideas, things that a person has to engage in, actions that are otherwise neutral, and those things become self-serving, um, those things become elements of Gashmias, so that becomes a place where all of a sudden the Ra elements can start sneaking in and being Yonik from the, from the Kadosh elements, 
and dragging it down. Uh, we discussed this in the uh, context of Avoda in from Taira Ches, where if a tzaddik is going to contend with a Russia, so then it has to be somebody where there's no the, the, there's no place where there's any elements of Ra. The person has to be a tzaddik gummer. <coughs> there, there can't be that any of the elements of Ra are going to el- resonate within tzaddik, even if they seem to be dormant. So then that can affect where the tzaddik is, and he that, that, that tzaddik is not going to be in a place where he can contend with the Russia. There has to be a total barrier. The person has to be totally divorced from it. And by the way, this idea just taking a step back, comes up in the Avoda as well. If a person tries to take two, three steps, four steps up at a time from where they're where they're holding, then uh, they might be able to do it for a short period of time. Ultimately, they'll fail. There won't be any traction. What a person has to do <coughs> excuse me, is take small steps. You have to take small steps so that you're taking one step at a time, um, little by little, uh, you know, it's like if you, I, I saw this uh, this analogy used one time, if if a person goes up a ramp, you know, one step up at a time, little by little by little, all of a sudden they end up in a very high place and it's solid. And, and, and in fact, even if they fall, they're not going to fall off a cliff because uh, b- because it's a it's a very uh, shallow slope. Whereas if a person just jumps into a place where they're where they're not really holding, so then there's no um, there's no stability, and if they fall, they haven't uh, they haven't built up any stability in between where they started off, and they could fall. So this idea of of uh, a lower place being able to get to a higher place and interact with it via a medium comes up in in various different places. And now we're going to explain that as one is mashlim lashna kaidesh, that is with the kayach of targum. Targum, uh, Aramaic, uh, for uh, is is the language that plays almost this medium in between the other seventy languages and lashna kaidesh. We elevate targum. We have, in fact, we have the Gemara, the Zayar. The we 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 can elevate targum. Shnai mikravi echa targum. We discussed uh, worth the last uh, five minutes or so from the last year talking about uh, the ideal time for is going to be in Shabbos and maybe Shabbos after Chatzos and one way of looking at it we talked about Shabbos preparations Tosefa Shabbos bring that middle time into Kedusha so a person is able to be mashlam lashna kaidesh through driving a wedge, creating a separation so that there's no place for the ra to attach to the taiv. Uh, that happens through this idea of targum. Once a person is able to do that, we'll discuss it in the context of Again, elevating even those mundane actions, the actions that would seem to be neutral, they seem to be in the middle, they're not ra or tov. As one elevates it, so then his entire life essentially becomes a function of avoda. There, there is no true neutral, and there's no place for the ra to attach. That becomes the tzaddik that we dis- started discussing all the way at the beginning of the Torah, that when one encounters somebody who is Kulai elevated, who's totally elevated, who stands for Tachlis, stands for Tayelas. He's he's literally a, a emissary and a shliach of of Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Avoda. When a person encounters that, so then that interaction will a person will be able to become elevated himself just by coming face to face with the embodiment of Tayelas. So let's see inside. When a person is able to make these birurim, he's able to take the tov, it's some sort of a mixture. The etzadas, it's almost ambiguous what's really ra, what's really tov, but he's able to be malad the elements of tov that are in this idea of targum, in this middle zone, sheboi nivra ha'olam. 
which is really the core of how the world was created. He will be able to, to awaken, but to activate and to arouse. He will be able to arouse the Kayach of the ICIs. Now, I'll just mention an idea. Maybe it'll be helpful to either remind us if we learn some of the earlier Torahs or to help round it out. We discussed in Torah Yud Ches and Ois Vav that, uh, hang on, Ois Yais Nishlam and Ali that the Ois Yais become Shalem through Amuna. By the way, we saw already in Tyre Zion, in Tyre Tess, others, that Emuna is the same Bechina as Tefillah. That's where we attach, where where there's almost like no difference between Nais and Teva as a work, because we had asked the question, how could it be that a person can daven if the world is going a certain way? So then that's the way that a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants it. So when you're asking when you're, when you're asking for something, a person is sick, chas v'shalom, you ask them to get well, a Kaddish Baruch Hu made them sick. And we said that, no, the, the truth is there is a natural progression to things, but when you have a direct relationship with a Kaddish Baruch Hu, so then everything else that happens in the world is really via middle management. If you're going directly to the source, there's no difference between Nase and Teva. Like the Gemara says, by Rebchanina ben Daisa, the same God that lights the oil can light vinegar. And therefore, you're not really asking for, if that is, if Nase is your Teva, right, if the the, the relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu running the world is real, so then you're not relying on a Nase, you're just relying on something that's real, that, that's, uh, that, that's, Really, real and direct. So we said that the Amuna Tfila, the Oisios Nishlam and Aide Amuna, Bechinas as Epo Chela Amim Safa Bura. And it relates to our Torah, that's why I wanted to read it. It's, for, it's from Yudchas, that then I, the, the nations will be reverted to pure language. Right? In our Torah, we have the other nations being the the 70 different nations or together as Taivas Neif, and we have the Shlemas Lashna Kaidesh Kenegadat, and where we're able to elevate. Tar, uh, elevate the toiv within Targum, make it that the, the, the Ra and the other languages will just fall away and they'll have no substance. We have over here also, um, what did we just say? The one is Mila, the toiv in Targum, uh, that they're going to activate and arouse the Kayach of the icy ice of Lashna Kaidash. It's literally this line. Um, many of the Tyras, it would be like if you took one idea and then you build things around it, the the, the same universe and spectrum of ideas comes up in the other Tyra, but instead of, let's say, taking point A and building everything around it, you take point D and you build, you know, the same ideas around it. So it's the same the same ideas, but built in, you know, in a different framework. So over there we say that the ICAs are Nishlam and I built up, right, really, they become Shalim, 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 through Amuna, where the other languages, the other nations, the 70 nations, Ultimately, um, they revert to a pure language. That's through Amuna. Shubachinas likra kulam b'shem Hashem. Haideza epoch safa brur b'chinas shleimas hadibor. And we continued on. This is still from Torah Yidchas. Shleimas ha'aitzis e'bachinas ha'tachlis shel kol nevrayim. This becomes the tachlis of, like we said in our Torah. How is how is Chava? How is Lashna Kaidesh? How is the Isha built up? Lashen neifalaf alashan through a tardema through targum. That's where it was able that Adam and Chava came panim b'panim. That the the whole world is l'shevus uh, yitzara. That's when there was zivugim. That's when a man was able to reach his tachlis. So in different languages, we see these ideas really coming up in different places. Kikala uh, alamis nivru al osios because the worlds were created with the icy ice. 
And then he goes on and explains a little bit more. Uh, the the icy ice we saw the other day from, from I think the Kuzari was quoting the Sefer Yetzirah, but that the icy ice, when we're talking now, are even the shapes and the nakudos, we've said many times, are very specific. They relate to interactions in the Bria. That's why the world was created with, with Lashna Kaidesh. It's not just a medium for language and expression, but the letters themselves are the building blocks of the world, and it's reflected in the shape and the, the, the expression, the sound of the letters. So when we're able to activate it, that means that the same letters that are in the Sefer Tyra are the same letters that are in the word Eichel, in the word Isha. And therefore, if you understand the secret of the Aleph Beis, you can understand the secret of what the Avodah is, what's going on in every element of creation, where its places in the Bria. You relate to the world in a totally different way, and you understand that Ba'etzem, it's all coming directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There is no neutral. Ki over Yeshbo Everything, Adam Arishon gave names to the different things in the Bria that reflected their nature. Everything in the Bria is a tziruf of the icy ice of Lashna Kaidesh. So when, when a person goes and they they Atta- they, they understand and attach through their, their kavana, through their relationship with something. We're going to use food because we're going to talk about food is, again, it's a place where there, there's this element of birurim, of, of taking the productive thing from the waste. And they tell them a person ultimately eats food and they're alive. They're, a person's neshama would depart from their body if they would starve to death. So really you're taking something that's incredibly physical, uh, that's, that's housed in a physical thing, and you're taking out those nutrients, those things that are able to revive even in a certain, in a, in a spiritual sense, um, and Eichel comes up in different contexts. When a person understands, uh, you know, if you think about, we, we say very often in terms of, let's say, a computer program, the numbers and letters and the code ends up manifesting itself as something on a screen. If you're dealing with virtual reality, it would even be like almost like the image of a shape. Everything that we see in this world, this world in a certain sense, we can say is like virtual reality. The code behind the world is the Torah and is ultimately the Aleph Beis. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu uh, created the world, as it were, with a mimer, with Dibur, with speech, so speech is real. Speech comes out from, well, taking a step back, we think that real speech is the words that come out of you and me. Um, I'm basing this on something that's uh, in the note, which uh, is coming off from Arizal. We think that speech is what me and you speak, and then God does something, and that's analogous to speech. The truth is it's the opposite. The, the true idea of something that goes on in its truest sense is the Torah and it's how HaKadosh Baruch Hu deals with the world. Because this is how the world was built, what we have in, the, in our world is really is really analogous to the true sense of that, right? So it's not that the spheres are in the shape of the human body. It's that the representation of, of physical things, of things in the Olam HaAsiyah, are set up in the structure in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu transmits Shefa to the world. And therefore, we are in a, a certain shape, and that reflects its way in how we see these images of the spheres that parallel the parts of the human body, the face, uh, what have you. So when we speak, what happens? Breath, that, that uh, it says, breath, that comes from inside of us. It's the source of what we need. We, we, we need breath, and it's it's not just uh, like an action that's a little bit divorced from us. I'm over here and I can do something, but breath comes from the inner of a person. Those are words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 
as it were, created the world with breath. I'll, I'm just going to read because he says it clearer than me in the note from Rabbi Tia. He says... Uh, the breath that comes out at the time of speech, it's as if it's a chalik of neshama, neshima is breath. It's as if the world is an expression of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and the world was created with the icy ice of, uh, of the Aleph Bays. The Aleph Bays are the 22, uh, the, the 22 building blocks of the world. And like we say, everything that we see, the fact that we are clogged up, and therefore we see things as being neutral or neutral or expressions of Ra, uh, etc., that's really something in us. But if we would see the entire world as an expression of, the, of in, the, in the world of Asiya, of a living Tyra, and therefore, by relating to the world as such, we allow the the formula that's really at the core of it to resonate. That it's a nisayrin v'nisgadlin, the kayach of the oisius of kedusha that are inherent that are inherent in everything around us. V'zeh, and this that Moshe, we're going to see that Moshe Rabbeinu requests from Kadosh Baruch Hu that he should forgive Klal Yisrael for the chetam raglim va'ata yigdol na kayach Hashem kasher dibarta lemar. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, based on Psukim, explains, we're not going to go through the Drasha now, says that Lamar da Gilearias, Lamar refers to the Isra of Gilearias, Kamoshamra was saying Zuhan Lebracha in Sanhedrin, Hainu, Bechinas Hamadur Shal Shivan Kayachvin Hanal. So that means that if Lamar is talking about Gilearias, Taivis Niyof, which is the Ra coil of the Shivan Ammin, so what happened by the Maragm? Maragm said Lashin Hara on Eretz Yisrael. We just saw that. Uh, and the ICI is built up through Amun, Amun is Tfil, Amun is Eretz Yisrael, Ayin, Tairas, Zayin. So what would be the other, the, the Keneged, Lashon HaKodesh, Keneged, all these things, is the Taivas, the Taivas, uh, Neof, the Ra Koil of the uh, of the seventy nations, Moshe Rabbeinu saying, "Va'ata Yigdal Na Koyach Hashem Kasher Dibarta." Over all these things, Shehu Bechinas Tayvus Neof Shenis Batali the Dibar Shalashna Kodesh Kanal. That Moshe Rabbeinu is saying that Lashna Kodesh should triumph over uh, over Tay or not just triumph that the Tayvus Neof should be Nizbatal. The Ra Koil of all the seventy nations should be Nizbatal. That the Klai Yisrael should go into Eretz Yisrael. Vizel Kasher Dibarta Leimar Hainu Kafia Dibar Shalashna Kodesh Shal Yado Nesar Arayis that through the Debor of Lashna Kaidesh that the that, that put down that made Usr that contained the Taivas Neof, the Taiv the Isra of Arayas, Vinizbatal Taivas Neof Kanal, Kemochain Yigdal Kaya Hashem Kefiashlemashlem is a Debor Shalashna Kaidesh, so the Yigdal Kaya Hashem in the same way of Lamar, the same way that there is an Isra of Arias, the same way that, that Lashon HaKodesh and Dibur and Mitzvahs are able to contain and be mevatel, the type of, of Arias, that's how Yigdon HaKoyach Hashem should be mevatel all of the negative Koyach Hashem, Shubachin HaShvir Subitl Taivas Neof, Kenizgadol V'Nizari Koyach Hashem Shebemaisa Bereshis, that the Koyach HaVakadosh Baruch Hu in Maisa Bereshis, and not just in the Mitzvah, in every single aspect, in all of the, the Targum, the, like we said, the eating and the mundane and the klipas noiga, the toiv should resonate through the ICS of everything in my Beresha so that and that there should be no makom, that there should be a total is batless of all of the of all of the seemingly negative elements that they should fall away. They should have no yunika from Kedusha. There should be no makom for them to exist. It could be Karasha, Kaajan, Techla, and we should be left only with Yigdana Kanal. Zion.
So now we explain that the Shlemus of Lashon HaKadosh is able to, uh, comes along with uh, allowing the letters to resonate, the, le- the letters literally resonating, lighting up with Kedusha, the letters being the basis, the building blocks of everything that we find in the entire reality. And now we're going to explain that the icy ice uh, in the context of food uh, also are able to light up and there's bracha inherent, not only berchas hamazon that you bench after food, berchas hamazon, the bracha of the food. When this is how we relate to food, then there's bracha inherent in everything. And the tzaddik also is able to uh, to gain sustenance from this. Zayinu mishiyachalis ayrer one who's able to activate his noitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzit
uh, th- that his eating was able to activate all of these all of these Lambez Elokim. Elokim is the name that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. Elokus, by the way, is like a power. That's why we reference even Navodazara, Elohim Acherim. So the word, the, the word, or the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we say Elokim is the name of Hashem, but, but we, we use the word Elohim when it references judges. In other words, the idea represented power, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is the power of powers. So this, the, uh, the judgment, but the, the, the name of HaKadosh Baruch who the way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu relates to the actual creation of the world um, in the everyday, in the Teva, Teva is gema- I think HaTeva is Gematria uh, of Elohim. So the, that was able, the Toivin that was able to light up, as it were, to resonate, to become activated when Bayaz ate in this uh, manner. This is the Bracha inherent within Mazon. We use, obviously, Brachas Mazon, which is the only Bracha that is the Brachas Taira, and Brachas Mazon is the only two Brachas that are Doraisa. The Gemara learns as a limit that if you're going to make a bracha and thank Kaddish Baruch Hu after you're already satisfied for sure before you uh, before you eat. But this idea of berachas amazon that is eating, who's getting sustained off of the divine energy in the food. That's how he related to the food itself. So the way that Rabbeinu was learning it, berachas amazon is that the mazon was nizbarech. Because the inherent the the formula of kedusha within the food was activated when bayaz related to the food as such, and when any of us relate to the food as such, and from these icy ice, that's where there's going to be a, a kedusha, not just injected into, but we're going to fun, fundamentally redefine how we relate to everything in the bria. It's an expression of the icy, it's an expression of kedusha. It's not just that there's a, once you understand it like this, there's no makom to relate to a self-centered gratification and a hana for oneself. If you if if you not just understand in your head, but you relate to something as something that a Kodesh Baruch who gave an expression of divine energy for you to use as avoda, then there is no. And the truth is, you'll relate to yourself that way also. But there's there's no makom to start engaging in anything as a as a function um, and going towards sustaining an other. There is no other. It's not within the realm of hamakom. It's not within the realm of how you relate to anything. So now the way it's coming out when we encounter the world, the, the, the interface might be something that seems physical, but really in the programming, everything is a function of the code, the Aleph base, and this is also uh, inherent in food, in Michael. Now even though we eat food physically and then our body is makes Birurim, there are certain nutrients that go towards energy, there are certain parts that go towards waste, as a person is able to break his taiva and able to achieve a shlemas lashna through the targum, all of the different things that we've been explaining, uh, at a certain point, one can become elevated enough where he is able to relate, uh, not only, even though the interface is physical, he's able to relate to the aleph base, he's able to relate on the level of code. At a much more fundamental level, it would be like uh, it would be like somebody who's, who's used to looking at blueprints, and he walks into a building, and the building might look uh, like a complete mess. 
<clears throat> maybe the walls are dirty, or maybe even some of the walls are broken, uh, right? In other words, one is more surface deep, the dirt is more surface deep, maybe some structural damage. But the way that he looks at it, he, he might say, this has a lot of potential, because he literally relates to the building on the level of the blueprint, or on so something that's much deeper than somebody who can only see surface deep. So how can a person start relating to the Bria in terms of Aleph Beis? V'chol pashut perish shu chacham levad alpha pisheno tzadik. Even if a, what we're going to describe now is not really necessarily in, in the realm of tzitkos, uh, perhaps a person has to be uh, more detached from Gashmius in order to get to this level and be able to perceive it. But the idea that we're talking about is really in the realm of Chachma. There's a particular wisdom to it. It's a certain study that a person should come to understand the letters, the code of what it is that they're, that they're interacting with, and in this case, what it is that they're eating. Eating a good example because it's something that's providing substance on a physical level but also on a spiritual level. It revives a person again. Uh, it's one of the real mafli uh, lasos, the idea that something physical is able to ultimately provide spiritual energy that a person won't eat, they become weak, but that their neshama should leave their body. The, the eating really is one of the places where we clearly see the nexus between the gashmi and the rochni. If a person would know scientifically, let's say, the kayach of what makes something sweet or bitter, harifus, umalichus, it makes it sharp or salty, there are certain things that soften and certain things that harden, right? Salt, they have meat tenderizers, you could put cornstarch into liquid and it'll make it solidify. There are different foods that have different qualities that affect even the uh, the texture of something. Certain things uh, force uh, will, will force something to Expand and certain things will force it to contract. So that in, in the, a person can become a very big expert in the different properties of different foods. And he knows how, so, so he, on one level he's able to observe on the physical level the different properties that different foods have, and he's also able to understand uh, how in principle, the idea of something being more expansive, chesed, it's being more something that contracts more is din. He's able to understand the properties on the formulaic level as they relate to the letters, and we're going to expand on this a little bit more. But this is the idea: if a, a person understands the qualities on the level of the formula of the aleph bays, the different letters, how they interact with each other, the qualities that they have as a letter, how they interact with other letters, then when they see these qualities happen. In in the physical realm, they'll they'll be able to understand what the formula, what the spiritual kaychas are that are representing themselves in the world. And if they have a certain bias, they, they they have they understand how these letters work. They can have a tremendous amount of power as well over the physical world. So I'm using a Likuti Maran over here with some notes. It's bringing some of the. It refers to it as Mishnayis um, within Sefer Yitzira, but just to it, whether we understand or not, at least that we should know that there's a lot there. It starts going a little bit into the different letters, the three 
Imos letters. It says that the Oisalf, the Sphiros, we know are Keser, Chachman, Bina, or sometimes we say Chachman, Bina, and Das. The Keser and the Das uh, switch depending uh, depending how it's being referenced, not for now. So the Ois Aleph will relate to the Keser, the Das, and that will be Keneged, the Yisoid of Ruach. We know that the four Yisoidos are Eish, Mayim, Ruach, and Afer. There's a whole note over here why we're not specifically going to speak about the Afer, not for now, but in any event, the Aleph will relate to Keser. It's going to relate to Ruach. The Aleph is Avir. Uh, the Mem from the Aleph Mem Shin of the three Mos letters. We're going to go through this quickly. We don't have to know it. Just It's interesting to see uh, what it's referring to. It gives a little bit of a context. The Mem will be Keneged Chachma, Mayim. The Shin will be Keneged Bina, which will be the Shin from from Eish. And these are going to be called the three Emois because they are the Shoresh of the Sheva Spheres that come after it, meaning that the Meichin, the three, the, the, the Balatani has a whole discussion, if I remember correctly, that the intellect, the way that you think about something can impact emotion, right? So the three sources for the seven spheres, there's the Meichin, the, let's say the Keser, Chachman, Bina, and then the seven spheres that come afterwards are going to be Chesed, Gvur, Teferes, Netzach, Hod, Yesod, and Malchus. These seven letters are going to be represented by the seven letters, which can, which are going to be Beged, Kefes, or Kefras, it's going to include the Resh. Uh, these letters are Kfulos. These are letters that are sometimes soft, sometimes hard. So you can have a Bez and a Vase, a, uh, a Kaf and a Chaf. I don't, we don't know exactly how to pronounce, let's say, a Resh with or without the Dagesh, or we know the Tough and the Suf, but it identifies the letters Bez, Gimel, Dalit, Kuf, Pei, Resh, and Tough as letters that can be either soft or hard, with a softer letter representing something that's more together Chesed, and the the uh, the harder letter representing Din, and these letters would match up respectively to uh, to the seven Spheros in order. Then we would have the, so we have the Shemos Aleph Mem Shin, the Sheva Kfulos, which are the Beis Gimel Dalad, Kuf Pei Resh and Tav. Then we'll have the Shnemasar Pshutos, the 12 letters that are Pshutos. These are the remaining 12 letters because there's 22 letters in the Aleph Beis. So if we 22 minus the 3 most is 19, minus the 12 Kfulos leaves leave seven, which are Hevav, Zayin, Ches, Tes, Yud, Lamed, Nun, Samech, Ayin, Sadi, and Kuf. And these 12 uh, would represent the 12, first of all, there's 12 Mazolos, there's 12 months in the year, uh, there's, but then there also can be 12 senses, Re'iya, Shmiya, Re'ach, Dibur, Achila, Tashmish, Maisa, Haloch, Raigas, Schoik, Hirher, and Shena. Again, to, to understand all these things, the, the, the bigger idea is to understand that there's an entire study out there that's totally beyond us, where the letters literally relate to the senses. They relate to Oilam, Shana, Nefesh. Every aspect of the Bria comes up, is coming from the building blocks, the Aleph base. A person who can understand which letters are relating to the Sphirais, the way that Akadosh Baruch Hu interacts with the world. And he knows the Kayachas of every one of these Sphirais. Some of them are Begedr Chesed, and some of them are, uh, are more in the sense of Gvura. If you ever look at one of those charts, you'll see that uh, that. 
Chesed will be on the right and Gvur will be on the left. Netzach will be on the right, Hyde will be on the left. As you go down the spheros, you'll see that they're aligned with some of them, the Chasadim and the Gvurus. Azayal, they Shetoyim Ezodavar, when he goes and he tastes something, he interacts with something. Arei Ezodavar, he sees something from afar, who Yodeo, maybe not say Rufay Oisia, Shibai Nivrazah, Hadavar, he understands what the formulas are inherent in this thing that he's looking at or tasting. He called over Nishtana Betaimo, the taste of something changes. V'reichai, its smell, t'munasai, the way it looks. Hakolafitzei rufei oisiyah shalash nakaydesh. All of it is in line with its with its formula. Sheshagal hakadosh baruch hu b'chachmasu b'rtzono aposhet kaf kach oisiyah she yivra b'hem davar zeh v'kaf kach oisiyah she ibarei b'hem davar zeh. In every single thing. Uh, relates to it, 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 there's there's not there's nothing extra sometimes if you have a bug in a computer program it could be for probably an, you know an extra character can, can make an extra bug over here this is why by the way the aside vishar shavoda has a whole discussion of it a person davens a, a person's learning the dikduke the mishnah talks about it in the context of shema the dikduke oisiyos the way that something is pronounced can make a big difference in what a person is trying to affect with their words when we say words these are the building blocks of the world itself were affecting tremendous things in Shemayim and all of the Ilamos and it, it bring the same way that we're sending things up it affects certain things to come back down as well. Uh, the Dikduke Aisyais is incredibly important and when a person is sensitive to it, they can see even in this world, they can look around and they can understand the formulas that are inherent in it. The note over here brings from Sefer Hamidais. Uh, he, he starts talking about because every world is made up of a certain binion. But he goes on, he says, A person who understands the Torah and specifically these ideas can understand the distinctions between everything in creation. He brings say from Midas, a person who understands these things has a certain shlita, a certain control over the world. So it's a, it's a, on one hand, it's an idea that's incredibly beyond us, but once we understand it, it's not something that's not rational, right? It makes sense. It's just that we don't necessarily have access to it. There's a big difference when we talk about something that's abstract or something that's like heebie-jeebie and it doesn't make sense. And once we can relate it into something that we can talk about, even if we can't understand the ins and outs of it, but it's something that we can understand um, at least within a certain framework. This relates to why some words have a vav, no vav, extra aleph, a ksiv, and a kri. Some letters have dots. Everything is in perfect, uh, perfectly calculated. There's a very delicate balance, what's added, what's taken away, even why we do or don't pronounce something. Sometimes do we have to add or take away There's a certain dot, a certain nakuda, a certain grammar, in order to uh, in order to even out the kayach, the divine energy that's invested in something, the way that we relate to it, the letters that go into it, they conform directly to what is going to be in the bria, and therefore, in order to uh, to align it, in order to be able to relate to it in the positive, in, in the proper way, so that that might uh, mean that you need an extra vav in the letter, the way that it's referred to. That's how a kodesh baruch who dictated that it should be.
that it should be weighed out, measured, calculated, this amount of letters, and these are going to be the letters, the building blocks, the formula, the code of what's going to be in the world as we see it. That there should be a certain taste, certain smell, and a certain presentation of it, a certain picture of it. And similarly, if things change, then it will be uh, it will be creating a different type of a uh, a presentation of something, a different taste, a different smell, with with even one little change. Right? If you would look at if you would look at a printout of the code, so it's it's all letters. It looks the same. There's nothing inherently different about anything in the Bria at the level of the Aleph base, right? It's it's how HaKadosh Baruch it, it would be one printout of letters versus another printout of letters. Once you're dealing at the level of the building blocks, it's a matter of how HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, formulated uh, this particular string of Aleph base, how it should relate together, and what what's going to make it. It's interesting because when you see the diversity in the Bria, so a person could take a step back and say, we say that there's Yichud Hashem. Everything comes from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, but there are so many things that are totally, totally opposite in the Bria. They must come from a different Shirish. How is everything coming from the same source? But think about it. Think about it like this. You know, think about let's say uh, the presentation of a few different things uh, on a screen or the, the description in a book of things that are that are totally opposite. At the when you're looking at the book or you're looking at the at the code, it's all the same. It's just different with the, this set of letters describing it versus a different set of letters describing it. It's actually a stronger sense of Hakadosh Baruch Hu's Yichud. This is one of the points that we mentioned that the Kuzari is actually speaking of. When you understand that things that are polar opposites, the incredible diversity in the Bria, really, as you start peeling the layers back all comes down to the same shayrish, that's a greater statement of yichud than if everything would be similar. So what we're trying to explain over here is that the entire spectrum of everything that you find in the Bria, different tastes, colors, flavors, textures, ruchnias, gashmias, everything, is all coming down to really the same shayrish. It's only how it's presented and how it's formulated so that it should uh, present as having such a diverse uh, uh, such a diverse presentation. This is a particular wisdom. It's a particular study, if you will. This is not necessarily, it's an incredibly abstract, you know, spiritual type of a study, but this is not, you know, a person has to be, you know, have nevuah and be someplace in all the ulamas to perceive this. No, this is, this is an actual real study. It's something that most of us are not sensitive to, but there's a real uh, spiritual physics, if you are, that, that's uh, that's going on over here. But the next the next part of it is gets it goes even deeper. And I'll present it maybe with a little bit of an analogy, something I think helps me understand it. If you think about two people, one person hears a song that's a happy song, and another person hears a song that's somewhat depressing. So as they hear these songs, it could be that they know that if you see sheet music, they don't look that much different. It's just you know different, uh, a different readout of the way the music looks. But the way that they hear the song, the way that they perceive it, it literally affects their mood. It puts them in a di- different state of mind. 
Let's say a person, chas v'shalom, is deaf. So when he, if he's around the music, he wants to know what music is playing. So somebody, somebody shows him, he'll see on the wall a printout of the music that's the happy music versus the music that's depressing music. Will that affect his mood or will he just understand it? Right? So th- as a person is becomes more ruchni, you know, so th- th- this, this already transcends, I think, the idea of it just being a chachma. As a person becomes more ruchni, they become less impacted by their physical senses, which, uh, which makes sense. I mean, even uh, in a different context, if a person is, let's say, uh, on a diet, sometimes by the time 11, 12 o'clock rolls around, they're incredibly hungry. When a person is, is concentrating on a task at hand, they're at work, sometimes they look up and they can't believe it's already 2 o'clock, and let's say they haven't eaten anything. Or alternatively, let's say somebody sees uh, something that they understand is poison, even if it has a good smell, some sort of potpourri, they're not going to have any uh, desire to put it in their mouth. If a person sees food that's unhealthy, they will have a desire to put it in their mouth, even if it has the exact, uh, the exact same smell. The understanding that a person has can actually impact what their desire is. When a person's when a person comes to experience the way that they see something, they relate to it on the spiritual level. So now it's more than just a chachma. It's more than just something they understand is true. It's something that literally on the experiential level, they are relating to it in more of the abstract way and the tzirofi oisiyos way. They understand it as an expression of a spiritual energy. These are the psukim that we saw by Bayaz. This is only possible where somebody has reached the level of Shlemus Balashna Kaidesh. So this already is a is a breaking of physical taiva, the Ra Kailal. Now we are talking about more than just the Chachma, we're talking about uh, somebody who's reached a certain spiritual level. And once this person is essentially tapped into the Lashna Kaidesh, he's tapped into the true form of of everything that he encounters, the the true essence of everything in the world, and the Pasuk finishes, this brings us back to the opening statement from paragraph Zion, where we said, Right, and we continued on. We explained Vaitav Libo in that context, but now we're going to uh, we're going to explain a little bit in Rav Nussin's words in the brackets. He explains this idea further. Perish. The idea of the, there's an academic study, there's a, a, a weight intellectually to understand what we're talking about that doesn't necessarily relate to a spiritual level. When a person understands what we've been talking about, he can understand what the building blocks are of everything in the Bria. If he sees something that has sweet properties, sweetness is the, is the ability to soften something, to make it palatable. Everything in the world is coming from... <coughs> From uh, the kaiyachas that Hakadosh Baruch Hu uh, invested into the world, and those are via the spheres, and therefore this person understands which divine kaiyach it is, which channel it came through, in order to affect the way that it, something presents itself as a sweetness. And because the building blocks of 
the world are the Aleph Bays. He understands which letters uh, have this Kayach. He understands that this letter, uh, the Kayachas, the spiritual Kayachas that he understands carry this ability, this strength, are Malubish. They are enclosed. They are presenting themselves within this form in our world. And therefore, this person would be who understands this as a Chachma, as a wisdom, will be able to work his way backwards. Even if he has this study, this this wisdom, Shiadeh calls us Babirur, and he has a clarity of davar that he knows by looking at something by relating to its properties, what the spiritual building blocks are. And in order to do this, a person needs to have a lot of understanding and knowledge base in Kabbalah. The, the type of person that we're talking about, just from a wisdom, from an intellectual point of view, he has to have uh, chemistry knowledge and science and natural, natural knowledge and spiritual knowledge in order to be able to understand these tracks, right? In other words, it's like going through a uh, through uh, through a through, through phases to understand what, at the level of the abstract of the spiritual level, presents itself. The same idea, but when viewed through the lens of our physical world, to understand which kaiches there are working his way backwards, he has to understand how things truly relate, what the actual properties are of something in this world, what those relationships would look like in the spiritual world, and therefore to relate them to each other. So he has to have all of these all, all, all of these bodies of knowledge at his fingertips kamuvan lamaskil shi efshleda kolzais kim khakham godam od bkabala bshakhmas and if you understand the way we explained you would need to to have a, a great familiarity a great working knowledge both in the natural studies as well as in the spiritual studies afal pikan yakhliyo shakhilasus tiyasov tanuga biyadain migofadavar a person can know all of this and yet there's a difference between what somebody knows and the way that the person, the person relates to it, and from a really internal emotional perspective. I mean, even uh, even when it comes to, let's say, art, one person could see something written on a piece of paper. One person can see art, or even let's say somebody doesn't read. One person can see a bunch of characters, and the other person sees the message. What you see and the way that you relate to something don't necessarily align. I read an article a while ago. I, I tried to Google it. I couldn't find it. Um, I'm sure I'm getting the details wrong, but the story is is true. Uh, it was a professor, very advanced PhD, and I think that she was she was on the spectrum. Maybe she had some sort of autism, whatever it is. Brilliant woman, uh, very professionally successful, and the way that I remember the article being told, they were driving through like a mountain range, uh, something along those lines. I think I heard I heard Ivan Lopiansky mention this in a year, and then I went and I found the article, uh, and somebody mentioned that the mountains or whatever the natural nefli uh, sabari that they were that they were driving through that they were encountering was awesome, and the woman asked, you know, I, I understand if you. What does awesome mean? I understand if you can, uh, you know, articulate that something is, uh, let's say, beautiful based on uh, the symmetry of the colors. I understand if you can say that something is uh, exquisitely designed based on certain details. 
what does the word awesome mean? Uh, how would you explain it? So you can see something externally, you can understand that it's so without it really having any sort of an impact. I heard another story, which I, um, probably is just uh, some sort of a muscle, uh, but there was, a, there was a person who had an anger issue. Okay, so he goes to the rabbi, uh, he, he goes to his rabbi, and he says, Rabbi, I have an anger issue. The rabbi says, no, you don't. He says, no, I really do. He says, no, you don't. Okay, kahu, he, he goes. Uh, the, the next time, the next day, or whatever it was, he had gone to visit his rabbi for Rosh Hashanah. The person was a big veer. Generally speaking, the person got an aliyah. Comes the aliyah, and uh, man doesn't get shlishi, he doesn't get ravi, he doesn't get chamishi, okay, the rebbe gets shishi, he doesn't get hagba, he doesn't get galila, and the gaba is looking over to see that the rebbe had told the, the gaba not to give this man anything this year. The gaba is looking over at this man to see if he's literally exploding and becoming very upset that he's not getting the cover that he thought was going to be coming to him. And one thing after another, the man is sitting there just cool as a cucumber, he's not getting his feathers ruffled, nothing. So afterwards, the, the, the entire the entire yuntif goes through. The man doesn't get any sort of a keyboard. The rabbi doesn't pay attention to him. No nothing. So afterwards, the gabba goes over to him and he says, "I don't understand. You know, I know usually how you relate to, uh, you know, these types of situations. Why, you know, why did you seem to be totally unimpacted?" So he said, "Well, because I understood that the rebbe was just uh, was just testing me." He says, what do you mean? And he tells him the story that he'd gone to the Rebbe. He said, you have an anger problem. And the Rebbe says, no, you don't. So he said, I understood that everything that was happening to me was really just a gift pack, a gift, gift wrap package from the Rebbe. In fact, it was he was paying attention to me more now than he did in past years. Usually, maybe he wants to give me some sort of a key, but then he's done with me this time. Everything that happened was really the situation designed to bring out a certain kayach to, to let me get past it. So the way that you relate to a situation could be very, very different, even if it seems to be the same thing going on. The way that you relate to the avod of eating... It could be, I could relate to it as my own physical pleasure, my own food, or I can relate to understanding the Neflai Sabayre, the way that there's different flavors that hit my tongue. I can eat so that I have energy for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And there could be a very big difference, even if somebody knows all this intellectually. So again, we have, uh, back, it says, Really has a base level Gashmias uh, way that he's relating to the food. In an internalized, experiential way, he's not relating to the food, from the uh, on a on a spiritual level, he lives. A person has to be on a certain darga, where it translates into his actual interface, the interactions, the experience, everything that he knows intellectually. Until a person is able to uh, to, to see something, let's say, that's not kosher and it has as much appeal to him as dog food, okay, that means that he's changed as a person. That can only happen when he's reached this level of shleimus lashna kodesh. Like we've been discussing, when a person is able to break the taiva for illicit relationships and to be mashlam lashna kodesh, we spoke at length why those are the two opposites. Until he's able to bring in a new light uh, into the Lashon HaKadosh, uh, to, to the point that it literally, like, he brings it into the Mazon, there's a new light within 
anything that he encounters and how he actually perceives it and relates to it. And this comes through a Shlemus of Lashon HaKadosh, or like we saw earlier, through encountering a Tzadik HaShalem, uh, who, who has Shlemus in this area. Zed, Tzadik Sha'aychez Bezad, this Tzadik or every person is striving for this really, the one who is able to grasp, who Daika Zaychel is at, Davka this Tzadik who has a Shlemus in this Lashon HaKadosh is able to achieve this. She'eno Margeshum Tainag Mishum Dvarachilo Shtiyo Sha'atanugim Shaba'olam it would be it would be like taking a vitamin and even if the person does acknowledge in other words let's let, let's uh, interestingly let, let's think about this for a second there's two people one of the people could feel physically lit up by the taste and the pleasure that he gets in a physical food and know that also he's going to have energy to serve hashem but that's not really the way he relates to it as a person that's what he understands alternatively there could be a person that they they eat food the same way that they take vitamins. Uh, it comes in now, they, they also understand, if they focus on it, the idea that they are uh, getting pleasure. If you, would, if you would ask the person, they could focus on this. But even this would just bring to a greater appreciation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The experience that they're getting is reviving themselves so that now they have more energy and now with their enthusiasm and their is, is geared towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So this is, this is where we want to get. The, the Only the person that lives in a spiritual realm that he's not margish, not, not in an internalized way, the tainig from the Yachilush, the Yoshar Tanug this is the person that actually experiences and relates in a uh, in an internalized way to the icis this is uh, the idea of from tsion yesadaka from tsion will be your support that your suda your sustenance your meals meaning everything that you eat you drink everything that there is to enjoy Vesimina Isia said Tzion is a marker. Tzion could be a, a grave marker. It's a sign. The letters are the sign. The letters are the simonim. What are you really being supported from? Over here we're reading not Tzion, but Tzion. Not with a Chaylam, but with a U. Right? So Mitziyun, Vesimina Isia, Hametsuyonim, Umesumonim, Bechol Davar, that are marked on each thing. Kitam, Varech, Vatmuna, Hutziyun, Vesimin, because really all of the characteristics, the smell, the taste, whatever it is that you're looking at, those really is the simen that, that's the it's not the siba, it's not the reason that the reason that the, the when you taste something and it's sweet, the reason it's sweet is not because of whatever the physical properties are. The physical properties are a sign, they are a simon for what the spiritual energy is in there. Allah How Yishlach and this is uh that Hakadosh Baruch Hu, that He should send Ezra your help, Mikodesh from Kodesh from holiness. But Mikodesh is going to be from Lashon Hakodesh. Ezra Zeh. What's what's Ezer? Ezer Kenegdo. Ezra is if we're reading it into this pasuk is a is a uh, the same bechin. It's a simon of Chava, which is called Ezer. Bechinas Eselo Ezer Kenegdo. Right. So Ezer is a reference to Chava, to Isha, to the Shlemus of Lashon Hakodesh. Bechinas Chava. 
Vahainu Lashna Kaidesh Kanal. So we're gonna read into the Panemius of this Pasak again, Yishlach Ezrachamikaidesh, he should send your he should send your support, your help from Kaidesh. So that's Ezracha is a uh a Lashan of Chavat's Lashan of Lashna Kaidesh, Vizemi Kaidesh, Bachinas Lashna Kaidesh. So now Yizeh Yishlach Ezrachamikaidesh, so Fitevas Khaishach. If you look at the words that he should send your help, your support from Kodesh, and you look at the end of the letters, Khaishach Hainu Bachinas, what's Nighttime is a time when people go to sleep. It's a time of Tardema, Shubachina's Targum. What do we say Targum is? Targum is is really that uh, that interface between everything that's klipa, everything that's mundane, everything that's not kedusha, and when we relate to the targum and we elevate the toiv in targum, that's where a person comes to shleimus of lashna kodesh. So therefore, sheikar shleimus lashna kodesh ayde targum. So we say yishlach ezrochami kodesh. When you have this situation of chayshach, where does the ezrocha come from? From kodesh, it comes from being able to milet the toiv in the chayshach, uh, like we explained at length. And therefore, once a person elevating that through perfecting the targum, through uh, being nizhar in anything and creating gedarim, right? But in other words, through staying away from anything that's in the negatives of the shivim lashin of the shivim umas, the shivim lashin, the seventy, the seventy other nations, which are which the ra koil of them is taivas niyav through breaking that, through elevating elevating the targum. So now there creates a barrier, and a person's able to come to shleimus lashon akaydesh and that's where a person has that he supported not the way that he now relates to things now that he's created a barrier between anything this worldly and the klipa and the total guf and the gashmias now that there's a separation over there he lives in a, the world of shleimus lashon akaydesh of kedusha and that's the way that this person relates to the world and therefore when he's sustained even when he does interact and have an interface with the physical he, there, there's no there, there's no danger anymore as it were of him of 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 the physical part resonating within him because he's he's gotten rid of that bridge that targum that would be the bridge. He now has elevated the tov in it, and now he's able He's able to be supported from the tzion. He relates to everything in the way of the ICS, and he's really sustained by the spiritual energy. Uh, and he has a shmira, really, from the uh, from the negative influences as well. Canal, and we will start relating this back to the beginning of the Torah. Bezus Hashem, next time.